Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Even If podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lowe, and it's great to be back here with you again today. Christmas. It's the week of Christmas. So I hope you have all your Christmas presents wrapped. Half of mine are still in the closet, but that's okay. I'm getting there, y'all. I'm getting there. I've got a kiddo home from the dorm and I've got my son finishing up his semester on Wednesday and Christmas is in full swing around here. I want to just go ahead and jump in today because the week of Christmas often makes me think of Mary. And I don't know if it's because I had my I personally had my first child the week before Christmas. Um, Maybe there's some sentimentality there, or if it's just that I can't fathom riding a donkey at nine months pregnant when I was like monster pregnant like that, um, because I was not exactly a cute, tiny pregnant lady. I get these visions of me riding a donkey at nine months pregnant, and it kind of involves like a beached whale on top of a groaning donkey, and I just bless her. So Mary is frequently on my mind as we are approaching Christmas because I think of her pregnant riding on that donkey to be counted in the census. And I just, I don't know, something about Mary has always just kind of resonated in me. And so today I'd like to talk a little bit about her. But before we dive into Mary's story, I want you to think for a minute about the best Christmas you ever had. Okay, what was going on? What made it really good? Okay. Now, take a minute now and think about the worst Christmas you've ever had. And don't get mad at me. I promise this will be worth it. Because I think that reflecting on good and bad both have their purpose. If we only remember the good stuff, then we miss the ability to see the good that came from the hard places. You know? Uh, I, I I think on this podcast, I have struggled at times to be authentic for fear of scaring you with some of my own even if stories. But I have said before on this podcast that I believe we all have them. And if we're going to talk about our worst Christmas ever, I I need to tell you that my worst Christmas ever came on the heels of one of my biggest even if moments. And so if you'll indulge me today, I'd like to share a little bit of that story with you guys. The hardest Christmas in my entire life was in 2017. And I know we don't talk about family dynamics in public very often, but I'm going to just be very vulnerable with you. I had been in a pretty dark season of life for about 18 months. You see, in 2016, I had broken out of an emotionally and psychologically abusive relationship with a relative. But instead of things getting better when that happened, things actually got worse. And even though I had done the right thing, and I knew I'd done the right thing, breaking out of that cycle of abuse took a toll on me that was so significant. You see, this this decision to get out came with a level of backlash that I had not even come close to anticipating. And by the fall of 2017, I had just completely fallen into the deepest, darkest season of life I had ever, I had ever known. 
And so in December 2017, the tension between myself and my family of origin was at an all-time high. And I remember that Christmas feeling so just numb. I was going through the motions, and I was pretty much just doing my best not to crack under the crushing weight of darkness that was pressing in on me from every side. And and I wonder if anybody else can relate to that. Maybe it's your family, it's your job, it's financial, or it's a diagnosis, or it's just a longing deep in you that hasn't come. But whatever it is, you're struggling. And in this season where we have parties and festivities and joy, you're over here feeling a weariness deep in your bones. And, and I'm just going to tell you, I totally understand. See, I think it's in these places that we find ourselves faced with a choice. We either keep walking through this valley or we sit down in it and we give up. And you see, this is where my mind goes back to Mary. Because, you know, as we know, Mary has, is going to be the mother of Jesus. And before we go any further, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't have a seminary degree. But I think that even if we don't have those things, God can use us to share his word. Anyways, so that being said, I think there's three things about Jesus's mama Mary that we can learn from today. And I think it applies to us if we're in those hard seasons of life. But first, I need to read you the passage from Luke where I found all this, okay? And so don't worry. If you're washing dishes or you're driving right now, don't, don't worry. I'll put this passage and I'll link it in the show notes so you can go read it for yourself, okay? So I'm going to grab my Bible real quick and I'm going to read Luke 1, 28 through 35 and verse 38. So let me set the scene for you real quick, okay? Gabriel is the angel and he has been sent to Nazareth to go meet Mary and tell her what's about to go down. So I'm going to pick up in Luke 128 here, okay? And it says, the angel, that's Gabriel, he came to her and said, rejoice, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you'll call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will be with him, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be since I haven't been intimate with a man? And the angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born, will be called the Son of God. And then in verse 38, she says, I am the Lord's slave, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. Y'all, can we just talk for a hot second about verse 29, where um, it says that, but she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this would be. Yeah, I I would probably be pretty deeply troubled too, Mary. Um, And that might be the understatement of the century if that had been me. And and I will will be fully candid. God knew I did not need to be the mother of Jesus, y'all. 
if Gabriel had come to visit me, I would have had a million questions. Like, how'd you get here? What's heaven like? What was the weather like on the way? What, what's it like having wings? And like, do they cut holes in your robe or do they like drape it over it and then sew around it? And then do you have to like wash your wings? Do they, do you shed? I w- how does that work? Like poor Gabriel, I, he, he went to meet Mary. He did not come to meet me, which is probably, that was a God thing. But I would have worn him out with all my questions before he could have ever gotten a word in edgewise. I don't know, maybe. Or maybe she was just sitting there completely dumbstruck, which could have, I mean, I think I would have had a ton of questions for him, but maybe I would have just sat there with like my mouth half open going, oh my gosh, what in the world is happening to me? Anyways, I digress. Okay. The first thing I want to point out, okay, is that Mary may not have had the questions I would have asked, I mean, I would have had that question too, but she did have questions. I mean, she says, how can this be? I haven't been intimate with a man. And what I want you to see here is that when God sets a plan in motion, it's okay to have questions. It's okay to have concerns. I think there's a misnomer about faith sometimes that faith doesn't ask any questions or that having concerns or questions equates to a lack of faith. And that just is not so. You can have questions when God asks you to walk an unexpected path. And not only is it okay for you to ask, he's strong enough to shoulder those. So don't be afraid to take your questions to God. And if you need wisdom or understanding, then James 1.5, he says, If anybody lacks wisdom, ask God, and it will be given to you. So if you're in a place where you have questions, The first thing you can ask him is for wisdom, and he will give it to you. Isn't that cool? I just think that's awesome. The second thing, y'all are going to laugh at me, y'all. This is, y'all are going to laugh at me. I know this. It's okay. I'm a dork. This is well established. But the second thing I noticed about Mary is (laughs) for my entire life, my entire life, I have thought that when Gabriel came to see Mary, It was like he was coming to her as a winged host of pregnancy test, confirming to her that indeed she was already pregnant, like an angelic clear blue easy test announcing the fact that you are pregnant. It's two lines, you know, positive, whatever it is. But I was wrong. In Luke 131, he tells her that she will conceive. And then in Luke 135, he says the Holy Spirit will come upon you, meaning she wasn't pregnant then. Am I the only person in the world who thought she was already preggers when Gabriel showed up? Surely not, right? Am I the only one who's ever missed that? Okay, anyways, but that's when it hit me like a ton of bricks. God's will was not forced on her, y'all. She had to say yes. Right there at the end of that passage, in Holy Writ, and although I had never seen it until this week, was a simple but powerful phrase. May it be done to me according to your word. May it be done to me. And I think about Mary, who had no possible way of understanding what lie ahead. And she said, yes, may it be done to me according to your word. 
even if she couldn't understand how she could become pregnant without being intimate, or she couldn't fathom all that was about to unfold in her life. She said yes. And, you know, we don't know where she was or what time of day this all happened, but for some reason I see this happening at night as she walked alone on her way back from game night like at her neighbor's house or something. But maybe it happened in her house or while she was working in her garden or maybe she was like laying in her bed. I don't know where she was. But I can guarantee you, Mary knew exactly what she was doing and where she was because that moment was laser etched in her mind forever. And I think that that is because our even if moments mark us. And really, besides Jesus' death and resurrection, this was the biggest even if moment in history. She had her life ahead of her. Her plans were all set. Until this angel shows up and tells her that all those plans, yeah, they ain't gonna go that way. And oh yeah, she's gonna be the virgin that gives birth to the Messiah, like they had all learned from the Old Testament scrolls when they were sitting down at the front when Pastor did the children's church each week. Her life suddenly turned on its head. What would everyone think? Would Joseph stay? He could leave her. How would he know or believe she was telling him the truth? But there in that moment, in that little verse tucked into Luke, it changed the trajectory of her life and ours too. (laughs) May it be done to me according to your word. That agreement was the best even if moment ever. And it reminds me that in our lives, When everything gets turned on its head, if Mary said yes to God's plan, so can I, and so can you. The third and final thing about Mary is something Jamie and I actually talked about this week. We were discussing what it would have been like for Mary, like what it would have been like to actually be the mother of Jesus, to walk that whole path out, see what she saw, experience everything she experienced. And in that conversation with Jamie, She said something to me, and I've got to share it here with you today. She said to me, you know, sometimes things don't get easier, even if they're lined up with God. Some things don't get easier, even if they are in line with God's plan. And I I just got to tell you, that is some truth right there, y'all. You know, hope came in the flesh for you and me, and we rejoice in that manger. But for Mary, this journey had just begun. And I find it interesting that the story of Jesus' birth was written, thank goodness. But much of Mary's motherhood experience was not. And even if that isn't written, I don't think it's a far reach to say that Mary's life was not easy. Mary chose to live this out, even though her life was not easy. Even though she was walking according to God's purposes. And just like Mary, There are no guarantees of an easy life for us. You remember at the beginning, I told you about that season in my life um, back in 2017. I realized around the beginning of 2018 that even if my life didn't get easier, even if God did not heal and restore my family, and even if I was doing the right thing by drawing a healthy boundary, 
I realized I was going to self-destruct if I didn't turn the immense amount of pain I was in over to God. In that dark season of life, I had used a lot of coping mechanisms to numb the pain I was in. And listen, I'm not, I'm not proud of how I coped. But I want to tell you that to say to you that if that's you, I truly, I really do understand. It took me sinking to the lowest point of my entire life to figure out that even if we are broken and messy, we are never too broken or too messed up for God to restore us. And this week, all over the world, the good news of hope has come for you and for me. This hope of Christmas, which is God in the flesh coming to us in the most humble of ways, Jesus Christ is quite literally the antidote to darkness. You see, Christ, our hope, he comes with power. He comes with power to push back against the darkness that's trying to crush us. He comes with the power to get us up out of that valley of darkness that we've been camping in for far too long. You know, you've heard me say it on here before that I believe we all have a moment or a day or a season where we had to choose to say yes to Christ, even if. And today, now you know a little bit more of mine. Um, and maybe that's where you are too. But wherever you find yourself this holiday season, the struggle may be real, but so is the hope. And because of God's crazy big love for us, he sent that hope. God in the flesh come down from heaven into the feed trough in a manger. You know, those two lines from Silent Night have been rolling around in my head for the past couple of weeks now. The thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. And those two phrases have never hit me so hard as they have this year. That thrill of hope truly is what this weary world is rejoicing in. Because there is hope for each of us. We just have to accept it. So I want to extend an offer to you that I have not done before. If you have questions about Jesus and this life of faith we talk about on here each week, I want to extend the offer to message me anywhere, anywhere you want to. The Even If Podcast page on Facebook. You can hop over to Instagram at Even If Pod. We'll put all of this in our show notes. Um, you can slide into our DMs. You can email me. It's info at evenifpodcast.com. Because my heart's desire is to see everyone come to know and trust Jesus with their life. And so if you have questions about that, if that is something that you don't understand or you want to talk more about, I want you to know that my door is open and there is no dumb questions. Hello, I'm the one who thought that Mary was pregnant back in Luke. <laughs> so there's no judgment here at all. It's just that. I'm one believer extending a hand to anybody else who wants, a, wants to receive it. I know what Jesus has done in my life, and I want that for everybody else too. I want to thank you for being here today. And, you know, if you haven't subscribed and you want to subscribe to this podcast, that'd be awesome. Just click that follow button so you never miss an episode. I want to give you a heads up that next week, December 27th, I'm taking that week off so I can spend some time with my family. But I will be back January 3rd and ready to hit the ground running. Um, I'm so excited for what 2023 holds in store. God's up to something really cool 
on this podcast next year. And y'all, I'm just going to tell you, I'm itching to share it with you, but I'm going to restrain myself and wait. So don't miss the January 3rd episode where I fill you in on what God has been revealing to me. Um, it's going to be so good. I'm, I'm just so excited. He's, he's so faithful. Y'all, he is so faithful. And he's just, he's so gracious to me. Anyways, and hey, wherever this Christmas season finds you, whether it's good or bad or somewhere in between, I pray you see that sweet baby Jesus wrapped in the manger and you're filled with hope for what his birth meant for this world. Well, that wraps it up for me today, my friends. I pray warmth and joy fill you each place you go. Merry Christmas to each of you. And good Lord willing, I will see you next year. 